comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for deaf and, and friends to make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Seven? Uh, comedy advice podcast. <clears throat> Dust off the old pipes. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 little harmonic hello everybody and welcome to another episode of a comedy advice podcast my name is stefan satani i'm your host joining me today is no co-host it's just me and a very special guest but he's so special he's going to compensate for all those shitty co-hosts that didn't show up he's a regular feature and mc at rick bronson's house of comedy here in arizona and he's performed comedy all over I'm being very dramatic with this one. His yeah. debut it's album. It's a horror movie or something. Yeah. His debut album, Day Drinker, <laughs> is out now and can be consumed on Spotify, Apple Music, and iTunes. He'll be seen at Big Pine Comedy Festival this September. Everybody, please welcome Tony B. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm happy to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm happy <laughs> that you're here. And you know what I'm really happy about is that you dressed what? up for the podcast yeah yeah for those just listening and not watching i got a tie on and everything that's i, yeah. I you know i wanted to this is the first like human contact i've had in months so i wanted to really really go all out oh man i feel a little ashamed in my little safari button down shirt and my khaki well not khaki pants they're like uh, yeah. I forgot the word. In you're, you're not wearing pants. I'm just... not wearing. Yeah, let's let's not kid ourselves. I'm yeah, definitely no... not wearing pants. But <laughs> Tony, it is a pleasure to have you. I've had my eye on you for a little while. Not to sound super creepy, but I've been following you <laughs> intimately and listening to the podcast that you've been on. I've even heard your new special that we'll talk about in a second. But I just wanted to talk about you and your comedy career. How did you end up getting into comedy? Did you find it, or did it find you? Oh, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I watched it growing up, you know, and then I, it was the only thing I ever really wanted to do. And then a comedy club opened up pretty close to where I lived. Uh, I'm from Chicago and, um, in the, I, I grew up in the West suburbs of Chicago and I went in there, it was an improv club. And even though I wanted to do stand up, I was like, okay, this is fine. I'll do improv. I love doing improv, um, nice. that, you know, it gave me you know, a lot of muscles that would be exercised as a standup. Right. Know, you were like a beefcake of comedy. I like it. Yeah. Right. Teaches you to be in the moment and all that. And uh, yeah. And then just like with anything else, once you get in something and eventually, you know, that ball starts rolling and then eventually they, people are paying you to do it. So it's like, all right, well, this is what I'm doing now. Damn. And, uh, so this yeah. all happened in Chicago. How old were you when you first got started? When I, when I think I was, uh, when I first stepped into a comedy club, uh, I think I was 26 or 27. Uh, oh. so yeah. Wow. A little, yeah. I, I think we were, I was the same age when I kind of, no, I wasn't. I was a little older actually. I was mm -hmm. 29. I was 29 and 364 days when I first did my improv class because I wanted to take an improv class before I turned 30. So I got, being the procrastinator <laughs> that I am, last day on last birthday. Last minute, I love it. Yeah, but th then I started getting into stand-up a little bit, but not not too much. But anyway, this is not about me. This is about you. So Chicago, you started getting into improv. You got that beefcake comedy physique being able to flex those muscles on stage. Then you started doing stand-up. You were like, hey, fuck improv, love and stand-up over here. And you became, you got paid for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, eventually they were like, yeah, you know, do you want to do this show on the weekend? I was like, yeah, this is all, because it was still, it was just fun to me. And um, yeah, and then, yeah, and then you wake up one day and then you're a comedian and you don't know whether to be very happy or very depressed about that. And that's, that's, that's every day. <laughs> you so, don't know how to it's also because you don't know how to tell people too because it's like some people are like so what do you do and it's like i'm a i'm a comedian you know like how, <laughs> usually they're like oh wow almost like a but question a lot of times they're like oh how old are you oh you're, you're, you're 38 comedian <laughs> okay 
right, yeah, whatever. And then they go to talk to the lawyer in the back. So. <laughs> really? I feel like comedian is so much more interesting than lawyer. I feel oh, it's it was- almost annoyingly interesting because I feel like people would be like, oh, you <laughs> tell me a joke now. Tell me a joke, clown. And then they'd kind of try to get yeah. you. But- yeah, like, here, I'll, I'll, I'll play on this here piano and you uh, dance around <laughs> and tell a few jokes. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, we are we are more interesting than lawyers, except uh, unless it's a divorce lawyer. Divorce lawyers, there. <laughs> I have a friend who's a divorce lawyer, and that's that's the most interesting. I mean, the stories and the just what you have to deal with as a yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I have. That's not... the only profession that's more interesting than comedian. I think is a divorce lawyer. I think I saw that on one of the latest U.S. polls. Most interesting profession, divorce lawyer. <laughs> That's awesome. So then you you were doing comedy in, in Chicago, and then you ended up to move all the way from the Arctic to the desert and went to yeah. Arizona. What, yeah. Was it comedy that kind of influenced that, or were you just thinking? No, I was, I was actually, because I wasn't, uh, I didn't know if I was going to continue in comedy for my career, and at the time I thought, you know, Chicago was the place to be for, for comedy over Arizona, but I didn't, I didn't know about the comedy scene here and it's grown, you know, exponentially since I've been here. So I, I love this scene, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, uh, you know, I had family out here and uh, I, I'd been coming here since I was a kid and I've always thought eventually I was going to move here to Arizona. It was just one of those things. And um, one day when I was, um, it was like 6 a.m. I look out, my car is covered in nine feet of icy snow. And, you know, I, it's, I'm out there, try, my door is frozen shut. And I'm like, this is like living, I might as well live on fucking Mars. Like, why do I live here? This is no way to live as a human being. So I just, I literally, I, I just, I called, uh, I remember I called my parents and my, my sister lived out here as well. And I was like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming to Arizona. And I just, I packed, I packed uh, my clothes and my pet rabbit in the back of my car and I just drove to Arizona. Oh, I didn't know about the pet rabbit. I know you have dogs, but I guess. Yeah, I had a a rabbit for 10 years, a lionhead dwarf rabbit. His name was Booster. Wonderful little friend to have for 10 years. I miss him. Oh, all right. R.I.P. Booster. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I was going to ask, so. At you were 26 when you started, you started yeah. to get paid, then moved to Phoenix because I, I totally get the cold and hating the cold. I lived, I'm from here in Arizona, but I live, I worked in Manhattan for about seven years. My wife is from Brazil, tropic as fuck, tropic AF, as they say over there. And <laughs> so we were both, we, we, we felt completely out of place when we were living in New Jersey and I was having to shovel. <laughs> snow every day in the winters and then there's so much more walking out there i'm sure it's the same in chicago too where you take a little more public transportation than you do in the city yeah not so much in the in the burbs where i grew up but yeah in the city it is like that got it got it got it got it yeah and it just i one of the worst things i hate i know our listeners are going to love me talking about weather but i love how i have to bundle up and then after that, you get on the train and or in a restaurant or wherever, and it's so hot, you start sweating, and then you have yeah. to take off all the layers. And it's just here, it's hot as hell, but at least you don't have to put on jackets and things like that. You just walk out, you sweat, you endure, and then you come back in the in the night. That was the thing in Chicago because th- those, uh, you know, when I was there, I was in my twenties, so I would go to I'd go out to the clubs and all that, and it would be it's like what you said. So you're walking in from the freezing cold, and you go and you go to the club, and like you're fucking parka <laughs> but then like the coat check check thing is like it's a hassle to get there so oh. you're just in this club oh. either holding your jacket over your shoulder or you're just wearing your gigantic arctic <laughs> clothes and this like so yeah it was a it's a weird thing to navigate and now i don't have to worry about that shit anymore and i'm oh, not that i go wonderful. to clubs anymore but i'm happy yeah you know i forgot I... a jacket I told. Sorry, what was that? I I was totally talking over you. 
Oh no, I just said I just don't have to worry about wearing huge jackets anymore. There yeah. That I, I totally forgot about the coach X. And I was gonna say the the worst memory that I have is I would jump on the train, the only seats left, because I was one of the last stops to get to New York. So there would be middle seats out of a three-seater, and I'd get in there and I'd have my jacket on. So then I felt like I was in a straight jacket trying to get it off, just <laughs> wiggling between two folks that didn't want to be touched. And I I didn't make a lot of friends on that train. I'll just say that. Hey, I know you said this isn't about you, but I got to know. Why the fuck did you live in New Jersey? (laughs) Where, like, what, what, you got Brazil, you got Arizona, and then you two are like, you know what? Let's go to Jersey. We heard that the Jersey was the new Paris. It was just so romantic. (laughs) The accents, you know, hey, I'm walking here. It it was just so romantic to us. So we decided, no, we we ended up, we got inspired by Rihanna and we found love in a hopeless place because she was there (laughs) learning English. And then I was there also learning English. No, I was learning Portuguese, but I was working there at the same time. And then, so I was finding Brazilians and friends and people. And then I found her and then we ended up like, uh, you know what? Jersey will always have a soft polluted spot in my heart because I feel like the people are mean up front, but then they're really honest with you. So when you make a friend, you really make one. Where here, I feel like people are so flaky. Everybody's so nice in Arizona, which gets my stress levels down. But then you're like, oh, hey, yeah, let's get let's uh, exchange numbers. Let's hang out. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, bro. Totally. And then you text them or something, and then they never – maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm – No, it's not just you because I think I became one of those people. <laughs> Because I, I from Chicago and I used to be like, hey, man, I'm with your ride or die. You know, you're my boy. And then yeah, I meant it. You know, when push came to shove, I was there. <laughs> now that I'm in Arizona, I'm like, oh, you are. We're good friends. And they're like, hey, uh, you know, my mom's in the hospital. Can you drive me over there? I'm like, nah, I'm busy. <laughs> it's I mean, it's contagious, man. <laughs> it's the, that lazy, slow vibe. It, it just gets. Uh, yeah. It gets it just, to you. The, the shiftiness just seeps into you. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, back to you. So you just released your new album out on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Day Drinker. So it's 30 minutes of pure hilarity. I listen to it. I usually am not an LOLer when I watch TV or comedy specials or things like that. And I even was a little distracted because I was working. I was doing expel, ex, expels. I was doing Excel spreadsheets. And as I heard your voice, first off, let me just say, okay, there's a segment in the show. I, it's not real, but it's called the compliment shower where I try to get our guests wet by just turning on that <laughs> nozzle, just spraying them with good things. But I have to say your voice is so funny, but in a, that doesn't sound like a compliment. Let me let me let me keep maneuvering here. It's it stands out. So if I'm trying to do something and I hear your voice, it, it pops out to me. So I think you would be great with voiceover work. First off, because thank you. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that before many times, and I I haven't gotten into it, but I'm I'm definitely I'm gonna start. I actually started the ball rolling on that. So oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be really good at it, especially I can imagine when I since I wasn't watching you and I was just hearing you on Spotify, I imagined you being a character on like a family guy or a robot chicken or something. You just got this really nice voice for for I'm expecting to laugh. And then you delivered. I laughed. So your jokes were (laughs) on point. They were funny. They were really good. I want to ask a little bit about it. What was it like? creating producing and and releasing a special well it was um i uh uproar comedy produced it and they put it out um they uh the head of uproar approached me at the san diego comedy festival and uh he saw me do like a 10 minute set and um he said you know if you can work clean if you could do an hour clean you know i'll record with you and i said yeah and i you know i didn't have an hour's worth of clean material. Cause I just never done the most clean I've done is like 20, 25 minutes uh, before that. But I, I'm not a dirty comic. I just, you know, there's a lot of, like we were talking about before, a lot of casual swearing here right. and there in my act. So I knew it wasn't going to be hard to switch my act over to a clean. Um, and yeah, so I just, 
I, I just tweaked my, my old jokes and mm. I, there's actually a couple of bits in the album and this is not, I don't recommend this to anybody recording their first album, but that were brand new that I did for the first time that night. What? Yeah. I've always, I've always been crazy like that because I, I'm always, no matter what show I'm doing, I'm tinkering with the, the sets and the jokes like five minutes before I'm on stage. I'm like, Nope, this goes here. This goes here. Um, especially yeah. if it's a longer set, you know? So, uh, yeah, so it was, it, it was a lot of fun to do. It was the most stressful thing I've ever done because I didn't want to let the label down. Um, because you know, they, you know, they, uh, the guy flew out here to Arizona to record it. They had a sound guy come out and, you know, they really went all out with this thing. And yeah, we recorded Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. And um, I, he just, uh, I guess they just picked the best show out of that, the one that they liked the best and, you know, put that for the album. So it was, hmm. it was a fun process. It was amazing. And uh, yeah, it was, cause the guy, uh, the head of Uproar, he produced Richard Pryor's first, first comedy album. Wow. His name is David Rosen. A very, very good guy. Just the nicest guy. Um, I owe him a lot. Uh, but yeah, it was it, it was an amazing experience, and I I just loved every second of it. That's really cool. So I don't remember Richard Pryor's album being clean. Did uh... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, they don't only do clean albums. It was just um, they wanted because I guess there's a demand uh, for clean comedy, and um, because not everyone's doing it, mm-hmm. um, I I honestly think that. You know, because there's a lot of things, a lot of comics talk about, well, you should be a clean comic or, you know, you should, but be both. Have the, if you have the ability to do both, then you're set. A lot of people just think, oh, I should be clean or I should be, there's not one or the other. Do both. You know, uh, it's, it's great to, you know, I know, because I know there's a lot of cruise ship jobs that they have a dirty show and a clean show. And if you could do both of those, I mean, you, you're, you know, you, you widen your, uh, any kind of opportunities that are coming right. your way. You have, you have it all if you can do both. So that's, uh, that's really smart. Yeah. So have yeah. you, since you've done that, well, actually, since you've done the album, you haven't really been able to perform much, but I was going to ask, you were saying that you had maybe 20, 25 minutes clean material before you agreed to do the album. Now, are you, how much dirty material did you have? Or at least just material that oh, I, wasn't clean <laughs> i could i mean i have if it if it doesn't have to be clean i have probably i could probably perform for i could probably do an hour and 45 minutes set wow okay okay so yeah I, yeah because there's i mean i've been doing this for so long i've been doing right. stand-up for about for a little over 10 years now i think yeah just about 10 years so no, I have a lot of material. That's that's fantastic. And I was going to ask because your advice is sound. Do both. I think it for even for podcasting for comedy podcasts. I see these podcasts that are there are a lot of dirty ones like me, just filthy podcasts that just spray f bombs and b bombs and all sorts of bombs everywhere. And then there's the there are these select few clean podcasts. And there's this, there's this one spitballers. And there are these dudes, they just, a couple of dads chatting it up, talking about tushies and stuff and snot and booger. I'm like, you guys, if they're listening, you guys fucking suck. You're not good, but you just don't use bad language. And then people, they, there is an audience for that. Like you said, there are people that maybe they're listening with their kids or they're, they just don't want to hear all these F-bombs. So they listen to that. They're forced to listen to that. So it's just bottom of the barrel, clean garbage. And then they, they're like, well, I got nothing else to listen to. So listen to this. So I think you're totally right where listen to both or I mean, do both. I just had the idea in my mind to try and do one episode a week, a clean one and a dirty one. I'll never be able to accomplish that probably, but maybe why not? I'll try and give it a try. We'll see. But yeah, do do one a week where you talk about tushies (laughs) and throw bee bombs. And then the next one, you just, (laughs) no, that's a, I don't know. It's just, I will say this though. I, 
I don't like, uh, I, I'm really glad that that album had to be clean because it forced me. And it, it, I didn't know that I could do it. I would have never done like an hour clean if, if I wasn't, if I didn't have a purpose, a right. real purpose to it. So, um, but I will say that I, I get, I don't want to say bothered, but it's just, I get, it's more nerve wracking when someone says, Oh, by the way, you gotta be clean because it's, it's <clears throat> does change what I, what I would normally want to do. I, the album I love, I'm very proud of it because these are jokes I've been working on for a long time. Um, but just like, you know, if it's a, a charity show or something and they're, you know, it, it, it hinders, it puts some restraints on you. And one of the reasons I think people become comics, and I know one of the reasons I became a comic is because I don't, uh, I don't like anyone. It sounds, I don't mean this to sound pompous at all, but it's going to sound that way. I don't like being told what to do, you know, right. especially if it involves my career. And so right. it's, uh, but it is, if you could do both, do both you gotta you gotta compromise sometime you can't just be doing exactly what you want all the time so yeah yeah i mean that did sound totally pompous but that's totally fine that's you know that's why you... <laughs> no, let but... di- okay let me put it a different way <laughs> nobody nobody tells me what to do <laughs> i like the take two that's good we'll use that one okay that's that's <laughs> I was going to say too, I feel we did talk about this. I know you were saying, cause you did your research, like an awesome guest. We're listening to a previous episode and Joel Byers, who is on one of the previous episodes, who's a clean, a clean comic pretty fully. Yeah. He said the, there's just such a range when people say you got to do it clean where I'm sure my tushy hole would pucker a little bit. If somebody said you got to do it clean because it's like, does then drinking go out of the equation? Like if, you know, day drinker, it was yeah. fine for your album and you made it clean and it was fine. But is that crossing a line for somebody or can you talk about going to the bathroom, even if you don't use bad words? Is it thematic? What is it? So it's just I feel like if someone says keep it clean, there are so many undertones within that that y- <laughs> yeah. you just kind of oh, it. Well, it, it, and that's why, you know, I've I've done a lot of shows where they were like, now make sure it's G rated. You know, because we got so-and-so coming and these groups of people are being... And then the first comic on is like, so the other day, I killed this prostitute with my cop. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm asking the guy, I'm like, so do we not need to be clean? He's like, oh yeah, no, say whatever you want. I'm like, okay, well, I have all this clean material I was going to do tonight and now... <laughs> oh my God, that is... I don't know, I, it's, it, but that's always with the independent shows. Whenever there's a show that's not run by a comic or a comedy club, you're going to get stuff like that. Cause they don't really know what's what and they don't, they just, they'll just say that just to kind of cover their bases, I guess. But you know, that's crazy. when the show starts sometimes I and mean, anything goes. So it's, <laughs> huh. huh. Interesting. And I was just going to ask one more thing about it. So you, it seems like you've got some more just not clean material, let's call it than clean. Now moving forward, are you thinking of balancing it out a little bit or are you just going to, go with what feels right. Right. Well, I actually, so I haven't uh, performed since March. Um, I'm going to start performing again in August, but I've been right. The material I've been writing in uh, quarantine or whatever, it's been it's like some of it's pretty filthy. <laughs> I don't really care. Like as long as I don't want, I definitely don't want a filthy act. I don't right. want that. If I'm doing, uh, if I'm doing a set, like if I'm doing a 15 minute set or a 20 minute set, a half hour set, whatever, I don't want too much filth in there. I, you know, but if I'm writing jokes, if I think it's funny, I'm, I don't really look at whether or not it's clean or not. Um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there are, there are times where I sit down and say, okay, let's, let's get some clean material. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on, on my mood and kind of what my mindset is, but Usually when I'm writing, if it's funny, I'll, I'll put it down and I'll put it on stage. Nice. I like that. I feel that's where the true Pat, you feel it, the connection to your material and the, I feel the audience feels that too. So that's, that's, it's, it's just the, cause the real important thing is that, um, 
and I, I it's funny I realized this later that I probably should have realized this when I started comedy but uh, there's a long time where you where you write for the audience or when I did I wrote jokes I'm like oh the crowd will like this mm-hmm. but then I didn't think it was funny but I knew the crowd would and it would get a laugh but then that's then it, you kind of lose your uh, your comedic your comedy soul that way you just it's you're, you're selling out yourself kind of you know and it's so now I just I like to do what I think is funny. I really, and then not really, if the audience laughs, that's great. And if they don't, I'll bag the joke, but mm-hmm. I'm still going to always write and perform, you know, or I'll, I'll try to what I personally think is funny. Yeah. And, and I really liked, I have to say, I really respect that too. <clears throat> Credit in the compliment shower. Cause I feel yeah. like the, the comedy specials that I watch or the comics that I watch, I, I I think that the laughter and the level of laughter is important for sure. But then I also like those jokes that they're funny, but they might make you think or they might make you or in a couple other people laugh really loud because it just really hits home with you. And I feel like incorporating your own comedic spices is something that can really help make a flavorful dish of a set where you might not taste it all because everyone loves pizza fucking pizza you know so (laughs) you take a bite of that you're like delicious but if you have some sort of i don't know like a persian dish or if you go with ethiopian or something there's some flavors that you might not expect that you're not used to that you're like "Mm, you know what that was pretty good and then yeah totally you you because the audience respects that more because the audience really they're there to laugh but they want to also they want to know who you are who is this guy on stage so if yes. you're doing things that make you laugh, then through that, you're also being personable and you're also, you, you have your guard let down and you're not just up there reciting a monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, and it's, I know this sounds like the, I sound like the noble comedian, but believe, I don't, I don't do this all the time. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's times where it's like, okay, I know this crowd is going to like this. I don't want to do these jokes tonight, but I'm going to do them for this crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you, if, if, uh, if everything's, if it's a perfect world, you want to have a balance of the crowd is entertained and you're happy with what you did up there. Um, it's hard to find that balance, but you have to, if you, if you keep looking for it, you'll be better off than if you just settle. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so this was supposed to be a comedy podcast, but I like the, the touching moments, the learnings from this. <laughs> Soak it all in listeners. So just a couple that, other that's questions. That's his way of telling me I'm not being funny enough. Up the funny. <laughs> yeah, if you guys can't, right. if you guys are only listening, I'm motioning my hands like, can you make them laugh, please? <laughs> Jesus, like, this is, this is ridiculous. No, I think so- I saw you nodding off earlier. You were... <laughs> That's my narcolepsy. But I was, I was going to ask about this special. So it sounds like from what you said, it, it kind of, I don't want to say it happened by accident, but it seemed like it was a serendipitous moment where you were at a festival, they scoped you out. But did you, was that one of the things on your goal list to get a special? And uh, do you want to do more? Oh yeah. I, I'd love to do more. Um, but see, that's the thing about festivals though, is um, I, I like to go to festivals because industry is there uh, mm. bookers and, you know, so I, I that's that's the goal uh, for a comedian when they go to a festival is exposure. Um, so I didn't know that I was going to get an album out of it or anything like that, but I was hoping to get bookings at other clubs and things like that. So uh, when that happened, you know, I was, I was like, fuck yeah, I'll take that. I'll take an album um, out I of this. See. And I was just happy that, you know, I was, uh, I'm happy with the product and I think I, uh, you know, was, I, I worked hard on it. So yeah, it was, it came out great. It's better than I could have expected. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was a great album. I've been, li- <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of albums lately and, uh, just with, with guests that are coming on trying to do my research. So I feel like I'm completely qualified to judge and I wanted to say a plus great work. Thank you. Wow. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, But awesome. Tony B. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, you can still talk about things. It's fine. 
I'm not going to cut you off completely, but we're going to get into the self-help portion, but I just wanted to see, is there anything you can plug later too, but do you want to plug anything immediately? We've got the holes so you can just plug away. Um, yeah, just once again, you know, if, uh, download my album on Spotify or get it on iTunes or Apple music, uh, Tony B day drinker, um, follow me on Instagram at Tony B comedy. And, uh, I was, I was, we were talking earlier before we started this. I don't, I don't have a podcast right now to plug because I'm still trying to, I ended my last one and, uh, cause my, the last one I, I did the show is called whiskey talk with Tony B. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would have comedians on, and we'd drink whiskey. Uh, but then we—it was just like it would—it would get out of hand. And, <laughs> well, because it was tough knowing that every time I'm going to do a show, I would be like, "We're going to get hammered every time." So it was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, so I have to think of something else. I can't just keep. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> And they're fun. They're they're on YouTube. If you if you uh, my YouTube channel is Tony B Comedy. They're all on there. Uh, Whiskey Talk with Tony B. Yeah, um, uh, which yeah, I will so. have a link to all of those in the show notes. So okay, if you want to buy a special yeah. and you're thinking, oh, I want to go to Spotify, I want to go to iTunes, I want to go to Apple, it's all oh, going to be there. Don't even worry about it. Don't fret. Awesome. I know you're fretting, but not you. I was talking about the audience. <laughs> Maybe you are. I saw your fret face, but hey, it's going to be okay. <laughs> the the podcast too. I. <laughs> I also was making that mistake too, where we we didn't really have guests until the first after the first two years. It's not even been a year; it's been like six months of guests, and yeah. I was a little nervous at first. So I'd have a little drinky poo or two, and at at one point, I think it was Tony Tripoli. We had him on in, on another podcast. I love Tony; he's great. He's hilarious, and he was talking about rusty nails on another podcast. So I was like, oh. I love Negronis. Let's try a rusty nail. So I was drinking those and we had the stuff for Is that it. Drambuie and scotch. Very good. Yes. Drambuie and scotch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically two alcohols. And so <laughs> I, I was drinking those and then we were having two guests a week, three guests a week. And I'm just drinking some of those and I'm like, I got to stop this. So this episode is sponsored by Kirkland Signature grapefruit flavored sparkling water. Ooh. I'm uh, not hitting the sauce so much, but it's yeah. I'm okay. actually drinking some uh, some some scotch during this, but I'm not, you know. Oh, yeah. oh, no. Nice. But during my whiskey talk, we would kill a whole fucking bottle. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great though. So, are you thinking of if you? If you reignite the podcast, are you thinking of something more like, I don't know, rosé talk or something a little lighter that won't get you completely <laughs> lit? White wine spritzer talk with Tony B. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, well, we'll workshop it. But no, that's great. I I listened to a couple of episodes too, and that was awesome. I saw them on YouTube. So I like the, I've just started to record the video. I haven't done anything with it yet, but I'm going to get a new computer that's going to allow me to do that. And I'm going to start trying to take some clips, put them on Instagram, et cetera. And I think that the video is a great, great thing to be able to see the people's facial expressions i saw i made a joke and you were cracking up at it earlier but you weren't laughing your facial expressions made it there there you go again audio listeners he is having a riot of a time but he's not showing it audibly but uh i feel like the video really captures that so anyway great stuff thank you so much tony b we're gonna dive into the i feel like tony b it's not sinbad i feel like it's just tony do i have to call you tony b or just tony is okay uh, you can call me. You can call me anything. You you can call me. A, you can call me Baxter. I don't care. You can call me anything Baxter. you want. Baxter. Oh, oh, I like Baxter. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, anyway, Tony Baxter. Tony. Tony. We're gonna stick with Tony. Tony's fine. Yeah, we're, that works. We're gonna get into our quote of the week to help center ourselves for being able to answer questions in the wisest fashion possible. Before we furnish the quote that I have found, I like to usually ask our guests if they have any quotes, inspirational quotes that help them see the light in the darkness. Mm. Um, I'm gonna go with sometimes you go about and pity 
in pity for yourself when all the while a great wind carries you across the sky. Wow. That is the most poetic and probably the most boring quote I've heard from a guest this whole time. Yeah. But Thank it's you. good. I, Did you make I, that up? No, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's in like a native American saying, but I got it from the Sopranos. So I'm not like all well read and shit. <laughs> I just rewatched the Sopranos and, and I think I butchered the quote anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah. A pearl of Jersey, I will add. I, yeah, we're back to Jersey. <laughs> I did. I have to say, I did live in Montclair for two years. So, oh, did you? Yeah, okay. yeah. That's uh, and then I also went to one of the parks where an Irish guy got murdered. I didn't see the show, but uh, I went to a park, took a picture there, and someone showed me a clip of how this Irish guy got thrown into the waterfall by two Italians. So, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I know exactly what you're talking about, too. Oh, do you? I was hoping, I was like, how many Irish guys die on that show? Is this really general? Okay. (laughs) All right. But that's a really, would you mind repeating the quote? I know you may have butchered it, but just so I can. Sometimes I go about in pity for myself when all the while a great wind carries me across the sky. So it it basically means you're living life like you're kind of like, this is bad and all this. But it, life is, it keeps moving forward and you just choose to just be like, uh, but there's this force just carrying you forward. And eventually you're just going to look back and all this life is behind you. And you were just this sad, just keep, you were just complaining the whole time for no reason. That's, and even, you know, I, that's how I, that's how I interpret it anyway. That, no, that's a good interpretation. I feel like I'm, I'm not as smart as the average bear, but. I was having some trouble with the combination of the two. It was like, okay, feeling sorry for yourself. But now I get it, now that you explained. And that that makes a lot of sense. That's actually pretty inspirational. That'd be a good desktop screensaver, I think. Yeah. That's really be good. A good t-shirt, a good hat. A tattoo. I a like beer it. koozie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the entire beer koozie in letters. <laughs> Love that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tony. That was a really good quote. I did this as a joke to ask our guests quotes, but they've come up with such great quotes that I've just continued to do it. I think I'm going to have to take an episode and just uh, and just take out all the quotes from guests because they've all been really good so far. So um, speaking of good and probably not good quotes, the quote we have this week is brought to us by Inspirobot. So Inspirobot is not a person. It's not from The Sopranos. It's actually a robot that takes AI and takes some of the wisest words known to man and just mushes them together for a nice, meaty, tasty, inspirational quote. That is frightening. It is. It uh, Yes, it is. If It's a real <laughs> site. If you go to inspirobot.me, you just click on the quotes and it just keeps generating them with an inspirational picture to match. It is. Wow. <clears throat> I would say the Calip, well, we're going to read it and we're going to judge, try and figure out what it means. But we got a very okay. simple one this week to balance out with your complex um, Shakespearean one. This week, <laughs> Inspirobot says, get blown up. I'll repeat it. Get blown up. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. That's all. So, I mean, t- the... I- the- Go ahead, sorry. This is like the beginning. What the is this? Is, is this is the company that made it? Is it Skynet? <laughs> Get blown up! Like I, this is the beginning. <laughs> so yeah, my my first reaction is I feel like Inspirobot has a, a a very fiery hatred for humans. I think it might want them all to go away. I was also thinking maybe it's it's more on the violent side. But then I wonder if metaphorically. Inspirebot's trying to teach us get blown up like a balloon with knowledge. Because if you are just a shrivelly old balloon with no knowledge, life is not going to take you very far. And to your quote, let's just mix them all together now for a nice bastardized quote. You're going in the wind better as a balloon uh, that's blown up with air than as a shrivelly little balloon that's been had the air sucked okay. out of it or has never had been penetrated with air. So I like that. 
That's... I'd much rather be, but I think I have the title for my next album. <laughs> that that Tri- might be a little controversial. Balloon. <laughs> a shriveled balloon. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just get blown up, and I was like, shit. No, that's, I, think, that's... I think shrivelly old balloon would be more. <laughs> I love it shrivelly old balloon i do like the quote though i like the simplicity of it yeah because it's 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 not many words it's there's not a lot of fluff to it it's just saying get blown up take that as you will it's (laughs) there you go succinct and inspiring action it's like don't think about it just get blown up just do it just i'm like but what does that mean don't ask what it means you just go do it get blown up already what are you doing it's also a robot from Jersey, apparently, with my accent. But <laughs> I was doing it too. I was like, "Oh, get blown up! What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, hey, get blown up already! What are you doing? All right. Well, now that we're all inspired, let's move on to a question. We've got question one. It's from Reddit, but it's found by our fan Bill. Thank you, Bill. <clears throat> all right. Bill. It says birthday plans got canceled, and now I need some advice on what I should do instead. So my birthday is tomorrow and I had some plans to do alone, but I just found out this morning that they are canceled. I'm a bit upset about it, but that's how this year is going. It doesn't surprise me. So I was wondering if everyone has anyone has ideas or advice on how to spend it by myself. I tried Googling some things to do, but it's all stuff that I can't feasibly do or afford. So if anyone has any ideas, I would love to hear them. Thank you guys. Cindy. So, did you have a birthday during quarantine, by the way, Tony? No, my birthday is July 10th, so it's coming up. Oh, coming up. Are you going to do it alone, or are you going to do it with your parents and loved ones? I will probably end up... uh, I'm sure uh, my parents will want to see me, and I I would like to see them as well. So, yeah, I would... I'm probably going to be going to their house, and uh, we eat out... We've been eating outside, like, for occasions like we've had like a birthday and uh it was father's day like we would just because there you know we don't want to we don't want to risk infecting them my my dad's 87 and oh my wow mom is, uh, yeah so you know we careful there so but as far as like a sell another i don't think i'm gonna do much um yeah. yeah i'm not gonna go out to like a bar or anything i'm not comfortable going out right now i just don't like because people are like go to a restaurant and Nothing is appetizing to me about a waiter coming up to me in a mask being like, <laughs> it's like this is gr- gross. Like, I don't fucking, how good can the steak be when you guys are just covered in plague? I don't, it just, it's just the look of it. it just yeah. Look, fucking, I'm sure yeah. they're not. I'm sure everyone's clean. I'm sure I would go in the restaurant with it and be fine, but it's just, a, it doesn't seem fun or appetizing to me. So I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I so feel like I'm on though, birthday wise. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm going to probably watch the dark Knight trilogy with a bottle of scotch and uh, call it a night. Oh yes. That made me so happy. I was actually going to do a Bane reference to the waiters too. Be like, hello, welcome to Cugino's. Would you like to dine? But I was like, <laughs> I don't know like if he's a dark Knight fan. So <laughs> yeah. no, I can do it. Yeah. If it were actually Bane, like, if you would like to take off your mask, it would be very painful. <laughs> Once you've placed your orders, you have my permission to dine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. Once you've finished all your terms, then you have my permission to die. <laughs> God. Oh, I miss Bane. I wish he was here. But no, you're right. I feel like if you're at a restaurant, you just, I feel just one one slip up if the waiter's like hello and welcome to <laughs> our special today is the salmon i'm like nope i'm done i gotta uh, i gotta yeah. get out of here and then what if, what if i have to like cough or sneeze or something i don't want everyone giving me dirty looks right yeah you know, it's just too, it's too much i don't it's a recipe for disaster i so cindy don't go to a restaurant is what we're saying i think y- yeah i think it's like berenstein bears it's like here's what you don't do so I think we're going that route because we're not sure quite what to do. Although, no, you did suggest the Dark Knight trilogy. So maybe 
I actually really like that because it's like getting in your metaphorical bathing suit and diving into a pool of nostalgia with a good classic flick or saga that you can just sink your metaphorical teeth into. I don't know how many metaphors I'm doing here and just <laughs> relax, enjoy, get lost in it and just forget the yeah. world around you. I yeah, like that. that's that's what I would do. It's, it, it, simplify things whenever it's a big uh moment you know where it's new year's eve or a birthday somewhat make it as simple as possible especially now when things are so messed up simplify it do something you know you're going to enjoy mm-hmm. uh and then have a ball but if you start thinking about it oh i should be doing this i should be doing that and then it's just <clears throat> Then you're in the air flying like a dick and you're complaining, just like your yeah, quote. You're yeah, just going yeah, you're, forward. You're going about in pity for yourself. Yeah, you don't want that. Like, like a shriveled old balloon. <laughs> when you should just be sitting down with some uh, with your favorite beverage and a little little cracker jack, maybe. <laughs> Does that even exist? Get- cracker jack? Um, I don't Is know. That- I think <laughs> I thought I saw in the news that it's no longer a thing. All right, then so fine. So wheat thins then. The, there you go. A biscuit, a, a Nabisco, Nabiscuit. A biscuit. Trisket. Trisket, that's it, Trisket. Yeah. Hey, you know what's good on Trisket? Canned, uh, the canned spray cheese. Oh. You know who taught cheese me that? Was the, was the guy from a Goofy movie. Did you ever see that one? The Leaning Tower of Cheese. That's right. Hey, Max. I'm that was on. Polly Shore. Yeah, Polly Shore. That was the name I was trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But that's good advice. I feel what I did, I just had a birthday last week, actually. And it was a happy my- belated birthday. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. And so what I did was my parents, my dad just had heart surgery a month or two ago. So he's he's in that vulnerable range. So I'm trying not to to touch him or be close to him that much. They're also in Cottonwood, Arizona, which is two hours away and not a pleasant yeah. place to visit. So uh, no, I'm kidding. But um, I stayed home, but I had a Zoom party. So this was actually an asocials dream, wet dream, because I was there. I said, guys, let's meet at this time and then let's have 45 minutes and that was it. And then you're done because I've been to parties where I, I, if you're hosting one, you have to make all the food. You have to make sure everyone's good, do the rounds. Yeah. And then you're like, is this party over yet? And people are, there's always that lingering person that's like, ah, ah, you know, you, the, the shellfish really wasn't that great today or something. <laughs> and you're like, just be done. But this, it was great. You're just sitting there. I didn't even have to wear pants. And then I would get I got showered with birthday praise and then I was able to get out of there. Yeah, I'm just I'm thinking now like I could just live a Zoom life. <laughs> I could just, it's possible. I don't need to go anywhere. People are work like I'm working from home. I'm zooming all the time. Um I did it for the birthday. The birthday was good. I mean you could probably do a Zoom date. You could <laughs> It might get a little weird, but you could, if you put on the right background, and it, it, could and it be will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing I would, yeah, but that's probably, so I would probably, I don't like Zoom shows, Zoom stand up. Mm. Mm, no. That's, like that. have, did you do quite a few of them? No, I actually, I, I only did a few. And, but to be honest, the, I did, <laughs> It's funny. I just said that because I did enjoy the ones that I, that I actually did. I, I did one. It was a cosplay uh, comedy show for oh, charity. I, so heard, I, yes. I did it as Superman, which nice. was a lot of fun because I have the Superman outfit and everything. And so, nice. um, yeah. Uh, so and for anyone that thinks it's weird that I have a Superman outfit, I, I go to Comic-Con and I and I wear it. And then I'm going to join this thing. It's uh, Justice League of Arizona. And uh, we go to uh, we go to like children we go to the children's hospital and do things like that. Oh, that's uh, so cool! I've been yeah, following. I haven't, on- I haven't done it yet. I was going to join, but then this pandemic hit, and obviously you can't go into the 
children's hospital now, but yeah, so that's something I'm going to be doing. Okay. So I'll hold off on my praise. So yeah, the, let's get it done first. Don't, just, yeah. Don't, no, don't praise me yet. Get, Cause I haven't done it. Just and get then, blown up, dude. Get blown up. And then since I'm a shitty Arizona now, I'll probably be like, eh, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Maybe some other just, time. Yeah. The dark night's on. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sh- Bane's on. So <laughs> I, I was gonna, oh shoot. I lost my train of thought there. Oh yeah. I've been following comic hair. I think it's called with mm-hmm. AZ Tony Stark and all that stuff. And I was going to say, you do have, looks like you have the face for a Clark Kent type. So I think that you do. I haven't seen the body quite yet, but I'm sure you also. Are <laughs> well, luckily the, the, the Superman outfit has built in muscles because yeah, I'm not, uh, Unless, unless they want Superman with love handles. <laughs> that's not nice. I, well, I get the built in the built in foam muscles. That's what. Oh, even better. So you can, yeah, yeah keep. Yeah. Perfect. I, when I was in New York, I got, I, I, I don't know. I was just like white guy. So people said that I looked like people they knew, even if it was just Tommy from Seton prep. They'd be like, oh, yeah, remember me? But anyway, I got that I looked like Benedict Cumberbatch a lot. And it pissed (laughs) me off. Because I don't think that guy is... I mean, out of all the Avengers, I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch is... Well, all right. I will say a little bit. Like, uh, you... you, I would say more than Benedict Cumberbatch. You look like... uh, What's the guy who plays Cap? Oh, Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You look more like him than, uh, than Benedict Cumberbatch. I, you don't believe, you can't believe how wet I got from that compliment shower. (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I also got that one too, but the Benedict Cumberbatch one, there was this one guy, he was, um, I can't remember where he was from, but he thought I looked like Benedict Cumberbatch so much, but he called me Benedict Cumberbun. Then there was bring your kid to work day. And he brought his kid to work and he was like, look, son, it's Benedict Cumberbun. And then the kid looked, he was seven or eight. And he's like, no, your hair is different. And I don't know why, but I went along with it. And I was like, oh, I dyed it. So on the film, it looks different. And he's like, oh, okay. And then the dad was like, do you want a picture with Benedict? And the kid was like, no, I don't really. And he's like, no, 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 get in there, get in there. So I have, there's a picture with me. And oh, and then I was like, he was like, say cheese. And I was just going to the kid and I was like, no, do the the spirals for the the portal. And so there's a picture of me on some dude's fridge somewhere or on his phone. Nice. With, uh, but that's the thing. You can't bullshit a kid though. They know. I think Especially if it's from a movie they follow. Like they know. Like he was like, this guy's not. <laughs> yeah right this guy's not the... trying to humor his own dad he's like all right dad i'll take the picture with this guy <laughs> yeah it felt it was weird because both the kid and i were like yeah we know this is wrong right and well whatever mm-hmm. anyway so i so, think Cindy, does that answer your question <laughs> yeah <laughs> so all right moving on i feel like we've answered that one quite sufficiently we've got one more question and then it's bye-bye time this question is found from reddit from our fan kevin And it says, how do I make my tooth fall out? You probably read the title and you are laughing at this, but my dad made a meeting with the dentist to remove two teeth. My last baby teeth. I'm sort of late to losing teeth naturally. I don't want to lose these teeth like that. I want them to fall out naturally. My dad refuses to cancel it. What can I do to make the teeth fall out easily without pain? I only have two days. Sincerely, Molar Express. (laughs) (laughs) wow all right uh this like uh so i would just take a string and tie it around your tooth and then tie the other string to the door handle and then just slam the door no don't do that oh don't do that no you can't get like food or anything right this is like you can't get what if i give advice like that and the kid actually tries it there's no lawsuits right Oh, there are. Yeah. And we have your name. So it will. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, God, let's just give a disclaimer. <laughs> Guys do not listen to this seriously. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. This is a tough one. How do you, I, I was going to, I'll let you, 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 you go first. No, I was, gonna, you, yeah, I was going to say you could. So he was saying he doesn't want it to be painful with the, with the string. So I was thinking you could still do the string in the door, but to make there be less pain, 
I would say we were talking about whiskey before. Get hammered. Yeah. Get hammered. <laughs> and then I don't know, what are you, seven, eight? You've still got your baby teeth, maybe nine. I think you'll just need a shot or two. And I really hope we're not liable here for this advice, but just get a little drunk and then snap that that puppy will snap right out. So here's what you do then. You find that cabinet in your house that's locked, <laughs> break it open, pick up any one of the bottles and just start chugging until you just automatically just vomit a little because that's going to happen. Chug quick and then walk around and eventually you're going to fall. And hopefully when you fall and hit your face, some of those teeth and probably some of the permanent teeth too will get knocked out, but at least those baby teeth, they'll be out for sure. And since you'll be passed out cold, you won't feel it until the next morning. So, I think so, that's probably the best way to go. I think that's the best way. There might be a little collateral damage in terms of some permies, but you'll get those yeah. babies out. And I think there are dentures now, right? Veneers. You can get veneers. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. There's there, there's all sorts of dental bonding, and uh, you know, all <laughs> my teeth, all these teeth, all of them are fake. All of them. I knocked out all my permanent teeth years ago. Oh, years. Ago. By the way, that my dental bonding. I really like that one too. That sounds like a euphemism for making out. Yeah, we were <laughs> dental bonding. <laughs> I would, that, that would, that's something I'm going to pull out on my zoom date. I'm just going to be like, how about a little dental bun? <laughs> oh God. And I'm going to get in close like that. <laughs> yeah. We have some, some, some dental bonding. I like Bond. <laughs> I, re <laughs> I really like that. The grimace really adds the intimacy. I like Yeah. That. So. <laughs> I, I feel that's good, though. So I think so far we've got string, drunk, really drunk, fall on the ground. Yeah. I think you can't really coax them out, especially two days. That's a rough timeline. You're not going to get it naturally. Um, yeah. Maybe that's really all that I got. Maybe just go to the dentist. You don't realize how good it's going to be because he's going to pump you with Novocaine or something. It's not going to hurt. Yeah, at all. why not? Don't everyone's so down on the dentist. The dentist is it's just you sit there and they get they always give you something. They always they give you something that's going to be uh, even if you don't even if you don't need it. They're going to put some gas and you're going to be all you know. It's it's a you good just say case. I don't I'm I'm very fussy when people still they're like okay we'll give you this. What do they give you, like nitrous oxide and all yeah. this stuff? Oh, yeah, the good stuff. They they always give you the Novocaine or whatever it is. So I feel like it's time for you to do a little dental bonding. Go to your local dentist. <laughs> go, go get those teeth plucked out and then save those suckers for a pretty penny from the Tooth Fairy. And that's really it invest yeah oh yeah i forgot about the tooth fairy that's another thing to look forward to but i also i have to say i, I have another name for my next album dental bonding <laughs> i love it i feel like you could make merch off of this too what yeah. was it shriveled old balloon or something like shriveled that old balloon <laughs> you can or make dental bonding yeah, and then dental bonding, and then you could have two little, like a one, a, maybe a molar and a canine, like a Romeo and Juliet story, and they just they're holding hands. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. God, Tony B's dental bonding. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is great. All right, any other suggestions for Molar Express before we close the show? Um, he he could just pick a fight with someone bigger than him. Oh, knocked out the old fashioned way. And then he has a story. Yeah. I got uh, somebody knocked my teeth out. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great idea. You'll build up your street cred and lose yeah. those babies. So yeah, and you won't get in trouble for breaking into your parents liquor cabinet. Perfect. Yeah. Do I, parents I really have like liquor that. cabinets anymore. Is that a thing? I think so. I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so. Although I don't know. Maybe they have the. I don't know any dads or parents really anymore. <laughs> so I'm sure it's all my, all my friends that are parents, they have the liquor just out and they're. Yeah. I was going to say, I, the young kids and... I feel like that's the new thing now. It's, it's the thing to boast and have your bar mm -hmm. out 
front and center. Yeah. So for your kids to indulge in and then replace with water or piss. So (laughs) (laughs) that's the best way. All right. Well, we've reached the end of our show. Thank you listeners for listening. Thank you watchers for watching and thank you guests for guesting. Tony B, you have been an absolute delight. Thank you for joining. (laughs) Once again, if people were just zoning out before when you said it, what have you got going on? Where can people find you? What can I lock and load in my typewriter to typewriter, my, my keyboard to put into the show notes to have links at the ready for these these uh, road warriors to, to click on? Well, you could get my album, uh, Tony B Day Drinker on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, and uh, follow me on Instagram at Tony B Comedy. And uh, yeah, uh, that's uh that's that's and oh and see me uh, in september you could see me at the big pine comedy festival in flagstaff arizona yes yes all right well thank you everybody thank you tony absolute pleasure thank you everybody and we will talk at you next week bye-bye bye everyone